just like me at the Thanksgiving table, it's time to give Philip Gustafson a bigger slice of the goalie starts pie. We discuss Gustafson's run as well as a preview of tonight's game today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at what we observed from the Wilds win over the New Jersey Devils, a step in the right direction for the Wild as they try to get things figured out after a lull so far this uh, middle part of the season. We'll also talk about Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury and preview tonight's game against the Florida Panthers, all coming up for you here today. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Minnesota Wilds beat the New Jersey Devils on Saturday. One of the craziest, most exciting games that the Wild have had this season. Maybe the game of the year for the Minnesota Wild. And with everything that had come into that game, just a rough stretch to say the least and uh, a real sense of urgency, real sense of um, desperation for this team because it, it has not been going well over the, uh, the last few weeks. And it was just really good to see the Wilds kind of get to the point where they understood the situation and what was going on, all the pressure, everything that was at stake, and the line combinations that we saw were different. They also did a better job of what I think has been one of the biggest problems for this team is just the ability to sustain presence in the offensive zone. My favorite line of the four going into the game was Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, and Brandon Duhame. And it's no surprise that that was one of the more active lines of the grouping for the Minnesota Wilds. Did a fantastic job of sustaining zone presence. Had four or five instances of one of those guys, in particular Brandon Duhame, but Jewel Erickson Eck and Matt Boldy both contributed as well in just keeping a puck alive at the top of the zone to sustain the uh, sustain the presence and to give them an opportunity for another shot or two uh, towards the net. And so even though the Devils had Jack Hughes on the lineup, I get that. And that is, that is certainly a sizable loss for them um, in their lineup, but it's not like it's... 
it's not like it's a slouch team without him. They certainly have a ton of firepower um, other than Hughes. Hughes is just the the big potential Hart Trophy focal point of, uh, of this team so far. And so you take him out of the lineup, and yes, it's just not the same Devils team that it would be anyway, but it still was a battle for the Wild, but one that they really stepped up and um, and were able to overcome some things that happened during the game, most notably Ryan Hartman's uh, misconduct penalty early on. The Wild were, uh, were able to overcome all of that. And most importantly, we were able to see a five-on-five goal scored for the first time in a couple games. And in the shootout, just excitement levels uh, all through overtime. But I think as much of a pleasant surprise as it was to see the offense look better and to generate more chances, we saw, again, something that has happened a few times this season so far in Philip Gustafson just standing on his head and coming away with another quality win against another very tough opponent and being able to do so, shutting the Devils out despite some really good looks in overtime and preventing them from scoring with the exception of the one that they got in the shootout. Um, So just a, a fantastic game overall. The effort level was much better. The... The fight and the uh, physicality, it reminded me of the Buffalo game. And it's a long road to get back to where we want to go. And it is just one game. It could be that that was just one game and that things go back to the way they were against the Panthers tonight, which we'll talk about uh, to finish off the show. But... It was a step in the right direction because the Wild did a better job of generating chances, sustaining presence in the zone. They battled on the boards for pucks. And it just it looked like a team that realized the gravity of where they're at right now and the gravity of the situation that they have put themselves in by and large throughout the season. And so... I am hoping that that leads to this team uh, going on a little bit of a run now that they have got it in their brains of, okay, we're we're in a tight spot here, but if we can just continue to do, if they can just continue to do uh, what they've shown the ability to do against some of these teams like Buffalo, like the Devils, is you just have to wear the opponent down. You're not going to be able to keep up with them from a speed perspective for the most part. But if you can be physical without taking bad penalties, if you can use that physicality, then you've got a chance. And the Wild did that without having Ryan Reeves in the lineup, who was scratched, Mason Shaw brought that same element to his game as well. And so it shows me that you don't necessarily need those big guys in the lineup 
To be able to do it, you just need to commit to doing it. You need to put in the time, the effort, just know what's going on uh, while you're out there on the ice, and just commit to doing it. It doesn't matter who's out there, just as long as everybody's on the same page and everybody's working towards the same goal. So what I'll say is that it's a step in the right direction, but it it's not as though they got right back to where everything is good again. Like it was a fantastic win. Let's let's not try to cheapen it. But you gotta make it two now. You gotta make it one to two to three to four. You would like to see the rest of this homestand really set the tone for the rest of the season. If you're going to get back into this and really feel good about the potential to make the postseason, uh, because if you just go back to the same sorts of things, just a ton of turnovers, a mess of penalties, and a couple of goalies just doing their best to try to keep everything afloat, well, then we're right back to where we were before this game. So... I, I liked, I was encouraged by what we saw. I liked what we saw from the new line combinations, but do it again. Do it again, and then we can start to say, okay, I think we got back on track and started to get things figured out. Now, part of the way to assist with that is what we will see tonight is another start for Philip Gustafson, who was absolutely lights out against the Devils especially in the third period in overtime and in the shootout. And so we'll talk about the current pie slices of goalie starts for Marc-Andre Fleury and for Philip Gustafson. We'll do that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Our next partner is a product I use every single day of the week. I started taking AG1 because it helps you simplify your vitamin and supplement routine. All it takes is one delicious scoop of AG1 and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Plus, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast as we go closer and closer to the NHL draft and the trade deadline as well. Lockdown NHL is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. At some point, 
a hot stretch just becomes who you are as a goalie. So are we there yet with Philip Gustafson? It's now 20 starts on the season. And in 14 of those, he has given up two goals or fewer. He, in fact, according to Minnesota Wild PR, goaltender Philip Gustafson has allowed two or fewer goals in 14 of 20 starts this season. He now ranks third in the NHL with a 2.25 goals against average this season and fourth with a 9.23 save percentage minimum of 17 games played during that span. And looking at the stats here, he is third behind the likes of Linus Allmark and Jake Ottinger, and then Philip Gustafson. So he is in some pretty elite company because Linus Allmark has been outrageous the whole season. Jake Ottinger has been sensational himself. And so it's not like he is just using a couple of really good starts to kind of deflate or inflate his entirety of his numbers. I mean, he is just above Ilya Samsonov for Toronto. He's just above Vitek Vanacek for New Jersey. It's not like these guys have just... It, it's not like he had a couple of shutouts and that has helped propel him to um, where he's at. I mean, you look at in this stretch, he he beat the Devils, but he gave up um, two goals against the Capitals. He gave up one goal against the Islanders, two goals against the Blues, one against the Tampa Bay Lightning, one against the Winnipeg Jets. One against Detroit, he shut out Vancouver. Gave up one against Winnipeg, one against Carolina. So he has beaten a quality group of opponents so far this season to where I think as this continues, it just is going to go further towards the, hey, we might have found something here. And we've given Gustafson praise throughout the season, but I think... Circling back once again, huge unknown coming into the year what Gustafson was going to be able to do because he never really had put together a full amount of starts in a season uh, back when he was with the Ottawa Senators. And all of a sudden now, he has put together a career high in starts. Um, His career high before that was last year in Ottawa with 16 but a career high in games, a career high in starts, and his goals against average is 1.3 goals fewer than what he has done um, in his biggest opportunity since then. Last year, he gave up 62 goals across those 16 games. This year, he's given up 47 total in that span. His save percentage has jumped by... 31 points from 892 last year to 923 this year. And so you had that flash that the Senators were able to see with him back in 2020, 2021, and then got an opportunity. But it points to that as much as it's about the goalie itself, 
it's about the team in front as well. And that defense has helped Gustafson out, certainly. But let's look at the two goalies for a second. It feels like, to me, Marc-Andre Fleury is the goalie that's more susceptible to if things are bad in front of him, he's not able to necessarily put the weight of the team on his shoulders. He has for points. He seems like he's able to do so early in games, and he has flashes throughout. I mean, he's had some sensational games where opponents have scored three or four goals just because of what's going on in front. But with Philip Gustafson, it seems like he is able to turn in quality starts after quality start regardless of what's going on in front of him. He is able to hold teams off the board early, and he's absolutely locked down late when it counts. I mean, that game down the stretch on Saturday and in overtime, some unbelievable plays by Gustafson uh, to keep the team in it and to keep the game going with the Wild not having to worry about an overtime loss or about falling behind too late for them to mount a comeback. And I think for that specific reason, and this is something that was going to happen after the season going forward anyway, is if you keep Philip Gustafson, which I think the Wild absolutely should be looking at beyond this season, is that I think Philip Gustafson is the one of the two that gives you the best opportunity if things are a mess in front, defensive breakdowns, offense not able to generate, things along that line. I think he's the one that is more capable at this point to be able to help the team fight through it by keeping the opponent off the scoreboard. If things get to where they are are going well, then that gives them a little bit of room to assist Marc-Andre Fleury. The biggest thing visually that it comes down to is the rebounds. And Gustafson just has always been a guy who is more Talbot than he is Fleury. And so you have the contrast in styles of Fleury being way more animated and more prone to kicking the puck out into the corner or out in front of the net with the hope that his teammates will assist him the rest of the way. Philip Gustafson doesn't need to do that. And it's at this point, Fleury's getting up there in age. He still looks like he has um he still looks like he has some left in the tank. He's had some great games this year. But I think we have seen enough now from Gustafson to where if you need somebody to stop a losing streak or your offense goes into a bit of a sputter again, Philip Gustafson's got to be the guy that you say, all right, we need whatever nickname you give him, Gus the Bus. I know Bardown Beauties have, have gone that route. Um <laughs> Gus the bus, whatever nickname you want to give him, I'd like to see this team pivot from Flurry's the guy, Flurry's the dragon slayer, to 
we are going to war with Gus the Bus. And it's not to say we're not going to just not see Mark Andre Fleury. Like he he's not getting sent down. He's not getting traded. So there are going to be games for Gustafson the rest of the way, probably more than we want to see. But let's just hope that we get a chance to see more of Philip Gustafson the rest of the way as well, because a hot stretch is a hot stretch, but as long as it continues, that's when you get into the category of, okay, this is just who this guy is. So we'll see. He's starting tonight against the Florida Panthers and the Wild hoping to make it two wins in a row. And so to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild, we'll talk about the game and see what the Panthers bring to the table We'll do that after this. We are so excited for the official sportsbook partner of Locked On, the number one sportsbook in America. That, of course, is FanDuel. And we're at the midway point of the NBA season. So if you have yet to download FanDuel, you can do so now and get in on the action. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can get betting on everything right at your fingertips. Minnesota Wild taking on the Florida Panthers here tonight. So if you are feeling particularly strong about the fact that the Wild are favored in tonight's game, you can get in on that action Again, all right from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner, of the NBA. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL Prospects show to uh, get the full lowdown on all of the best prospects throughout the NHL and uh, all of those that will be part of the 2023. NHL Draft. Lockdown NHL Prospects is available absolutely free of charge everywhere you listen to your podcasts. Florida Panthers come into town tonight and for the Wilds, an opportunity for them to pick up a second win in a row. The changes from Saturday, not many, but we will see Ryan Reeves in for Mason Shaw. Also, Philip Gustafson starting for Marc-Andre Fleury. um, And uh, Gustafson making it two starts in a row. And for the Florida Panthers, they come in 3-2 and in their last five games. They have scored 21 goals in that span, which is over four. And they've given up 14, which is uh, 2.8 per game. Power play over that time at 7.7% and the penalty kill at 92.9% for the Florida Panthers over that span. The Wilds are 3-3 
not in that same span. Let's get it to they're two and three in their last five games. They've scored eight goals in that span and given up 16. Power play at 25%, penalty kill at 90.9 over that span. And so uh, for the Wilds, it's the same story that we have told pretty much all season. Just keep the game from getting into a special teams showcase. This is a Florida Panthers team that has scored 191 goals on the season which is substantially more than what the uh, the Wild have scored. But in three more games than the Wild have played, they have given up a total of 49 more or 39 more goals. So the Wild 2.94 goals scored per game, 2.88 goals against. The Panthers are at 3.47 goals for. goals against. So the goaltending not as sharp for the Panthers. Uh, Power play pretty similar. The Wild overall 24.2%. Panthers are a percentage point back at 23.2. Wild penalty kill 80.2%. The Panthers at 75.3 so far this season. And for the Panthers... You've got, you've got the big names we know about. You've got Matthew Kachuk. You've got Alexander Barkov, Carter Verhage, Sam Reinhart, Sam Bennett. And so those will be the names that the Wild need to keep in check and not allow them to really take over. You know, it's a team that has good center depth, which will test the Wild in this one because... The Wild don't have that level of uh, of center depth at this point. And what did we see? What was the issue the last time these two teams faced off in Florida? Well, a couple of bad turnovers right away. And before you could blink, the Wild found themselves down 2 nothing, And they were just playing catch-up the entire rest of the game. And so at home, opportunity to have last change, which will allow them to dictate matchups a little more than they could on the road. But keep it five on five, saying that every game so far this season, keep it five on five, and if the Wild use their physicality, this will be a Panthers team that will try to match some of that. So be physical. Don't get crazy, though. And I'm looking at one player in particular. And I know it was a a play that Hartman wasn't super thrilled about um, getting called for the penalty in the first place and also getting the instigator because, well, it um, it was the Devils player that dropped his gloves first. So just... Just relax. Just uh, just keep this one at five on five. And I'm looking in particular for a couple of lines to really help out uh, in this one tonight. Jewel Erickson Eck, Matt Boldy, and Brandon Duhame. I know Erickson Eck scored on the um, on the power play, and so 
I, I would just I'd love to see that line rewarded with a goal tonight because of the work that they did against the Devils. And I went so far as to say I would expect Brandon Duhame to score. He didn't, but it was a line that had a lot of quality looks, and I think that's a pairing that can work because Matt Boldy and Jewel Erickson X styles complement each other, and Brandon Duhame will do whatever you ask of him, whether it be adding more offense, whether it be being physical, being aggressive on the forecheck, providing more of a defensive presence. He will do what is asked, and he will do it. So I think that pairing worked really well. I thought the fourth line looked really good, as they have at uh, at various points this season. And so it, it is a little bit of a surprise to see Sam Steele come out of the lineup. Um, and now that I think of it, I think I, I hope I didn't say Mason Shaw was coming out earlier in this episode. I can't remember now, but Sam Steele out Ryan Reeves in, I thought Sam Steele played his best game in a while against the New Jersey devils, but I can also see why he came out is because his overall body of work over the last two weeks has not been great. And so I can see why he came out, and for this wild team, it obviously is going to take a lot for them to um, get back to what we would even call league average in terms of uh, of five-on-five goals or just goals in general. It's going to take them a while to get there, but if we can see some of the positive steps like we saw on Saturday – if that builds into this game against the Panthers and builds further beyond that, that's where the encouragement comes from that it just took some different looks to try to see, um, to try to get this offense going. By and large, overall, there are still pretty big issues for this team that cannot be fixed right now. And so a lot of this puzzle is going to have to be solved in the offseason. But for now, you know, maybe putting different players on different lines gives everybody a jump. Um, It certainly seemed to work on Saturday. So we don't want to try to get too far ahead of ourselves because it is still just one game and seen a lot of different instances in which good things happening one game lead to things reverting back to form the next but we'll see. It uh, should be a fun one tonight. We, of course, will have a postcast for you after the game is done. So make sure to check that out on Lockdown Wild. And make sure also to keep an eye out for tomorrow's episode. We've got a Micheletti Tuesday for you um, with the uh, the Super Bowl, with travel and everything. We pushed it back by a day. But we'll get Micheletti uh, Tuesday for you uh, for tomorrow on Lockdown Wild. So make sure to follow all of that. Subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms and keep an eye out for all of our new episodes all throughout the week. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.